there, everyone, and welcome to another Sports Sports Podcast. I'm Jordan Pomaville, and joining us, as always, is the Sports Outsider, Phil Ranto. You know, this podcast is already funnier than it usually is. <laughs> There's something weird going Quicker, on. Quicker, too. More to yeah. the point. Exactly. Joel Anderson is not here. Oh, that's too bad. Is he on Beaver Island with the fam? I think he might be on the Beave with the fam. He might be beaving it. Uh, he, well, we shouldn't tell all the fans where he is. They'll just crowd him out <laughs> in Beaver Island, Michigan. All those autograph hunters. Oh, man. just ru- It's a very rustic area. Oh, yeah. So if the hordes of people descend on Joel, oh, yeah. his family won't get that uh, alone time that I think they crave. Yeah. And also- there was just some pretty big storms in Michigan. Oh, yeah. Jeepers, yeah. Yeah. My parents' internet's out. Oh, I saw, I saw a snap that was terrifying. Oh, yeah? It was just clouds rolling in. Not a fast motion snap. The clouds were going like 100 miles an hour. 100 miles, yeah. 100 like miles Fast and the Furious like cloud, cloud edition. Yeah. yeah. It was like Baby Driver. The clouds were starting and stopping right. and turning, making U-turns, and listening to music the whole time. Like a drunk lackey too. From, <laughs> uh, it's a Mario guy who flies in a cloud and throws... Oh, like, yeah. I actually know what that is. Okay. There we go. Yeah. yeah. Why don't you explain it to me? Thank you. What do we got on the show this week? We have an interview with Captain N. No, I'm kidding. Captain no. N, the Game Master? <laughs> yeah. And his dog, Game Boy? Yeah, who jumped in the television after him. Oh, he's Well, he had a different dog that wasn't Game Boy, but then in the later seasons, they had a Game Boy that didn't speak, and he was like functioned like a dog. <laughs> so like, <laughs> So, no, but on the show this time, we have a uh, producer, Dusty... Uh, Dusty Bright- Breitberg. Dusty Breitberg. He produced the Super Bowl suf- Shuffle. Mega Super Bowl Shuffle. Yeah. He, yeah. So he's famous, and we're having him on because I think he's doing stuff with the uh, Chicago Cubs right yeah, now. Yeah, he's Chicago's own, Dusty Breitberg. Uh, yeah, he's, he's still producing, so we'll see what he's producing, what he's up to. And then we have a we have news news news. You're goddamn right, we do. And I believe we have a stunning conclusion. Yeah, we're to gonna the wide world of weird. Finally, sports. finish off part two of the ten strangest athlete endorsements. You heard ten through six last week. Boy, were they strange. Uh, and we're gonna finish it off. We described them as weird. Yeah, they were weird. They were weird. But the, the really... title of the article on complex. Was ten strangest athlete endorsements. We should do more complex stuff. We should. We were talking about that last week. Oh, we should do more complex Just stuff. Just do more lists. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Why not? They're all lists are made to be strange. They do all the work for you, Jordan. I don't have to do shit. Millennial news content. Yeah. Oh, we're gonna get content done. Uh, women's PGA champion turns her trophy into delicious bowl of pho. Billy, Billy, Billy. Uh, Danielle Kang, at 24 years old, won her first major championship this weekend, the KMPG Women's PGA Championship. Good for her. KMPG is the sponsor. Women's PGA is the association. I see. Okay. okay. You follow. I was confused. So for her trophy, as in so many golf and tennis trophies, she gets a large cup. Right, like, like, the, like the, the cup of Stanley, where yeah. they uh, well, the trophy in cup too. form. But yeah. I feel like it's very common in like golf and tennis. It's like the oldest, can, like the oldest trophy is a cup. It feels like everything's a ring, a plate, or a cup, right? Yeah, well, a lot of times I feel like there's a, a trend of just putting like uh, the ball of the sport on like a stick in the, out of gold. Like the football oh, is see. just like bar football on top. The basketball yeah. is just like a bar basketball on top. I see, okay. Uh, I don't know much about sports. Yeah, you're you're the sports outsider. It's part of the premise that we didn't explain earlier. Anyway, for her trophy, she got the thing, and then her brother totally grammed a picture of her 
eating a giant bowl of the Vietnamese noodle soup out of the cup. Nice. Uh, in a Wednesday interview with Barstool Sports' Foreplay podcast. Wait, what? The name of the uh, association is Barstool Sports. I believe that's the website. I just got it. F-O-R-E play. F-O-R-E play okay. podcast. Kang revealed that she and fellow pro golfer Michelle Wee, whom she sometimes refers to as a, quote, sister, stole the trophy after the championship tournament and took it out for a night of celebration. Wow. A night of celebration that involved eating pho? Well, yes. All right. Me and, me, quote, me and Michelle stole the trophy because we weren't supposed to take it, so we ran off with it. She explained that she wanted to spend time with the trophy on the night of her win, even though event organizers told her they would ship a trophy to her address later. Oh, so that might not have been the official trophy? They were going to ship, like, a different one? I don't know. It doesn't really explain. It, I think she just she wanted it in the moment that night, and they were like, She should get it. Yeah. As soon as you win something, you should get your reward. It shouldn't be like, you know, you know go home, six to eight weeks, we'll yeah, get it to you. We'll ship it to you. We've got to get it made in China from Shenzhen, and then it's going to take two weeks shipping. Yeah, like the in the Olympics, you win, and then they put the medal around your neck right away, right? Yeah, you get to take it with you. Yeah. You bite it, and you go, right. And then you get that medal. delicious chocolate out of the inside. <laughs> Quote, got some Asian crap going on, ate some noodles out of it, she said. Quote, there's nothing open that late at night, so we gotta go get some noodles. Sure, noodle places are famously open late. <laughs> she added, I had my caddies drink beer out of it, I ate noodles out of that thing, and then we had to return it. Wait. Caddies? Yeah, it says caddies. Golfers have multiple caddies? I mean, maybe, yeah, I don't know. Maybe that's her entourage. Maybe maybe she oh. was counting her, her swing coach. So if a golfer has an entourage, she calls them their caddies. Like, there know, could maybe. be an HBO show called Caddies, oh. where, like, E is wearing the little hat with the fuzzy ball on the top and uh, Capri things with the socks pulled up. Vinny, what are we going to do with all these miniature pencils? Foreplay. <laughs> All right, now, Phil. Yeah. Uh, as you may have gathered, uh, Danielle Kang is an Asian American. I did. And she enjoyed eating some pho mm-hmm. out of a uh, championship trophy. Uh oh, what did the internet do? No, I was going to. No, no, nothing. Oh, no, okay. no, 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 no. oh, geez. Well, I was going to ask you, Phil. Give me a heart attack. What other funny things might famous athletes of specific backgrounds use their trophies for that wouldn't be insensitive or inappropriate? Uh, that wouldn't be? Yeah, wouldn't be. Uh, it's a tough one. For, I have I have a couple. I got I've got one. Okay, what do you got? So if you were a, a, an Italian yeah, gent or female, right? Uh, you could put a big uh, thing of spaghettios, put a couple cans in there, enjoy it, and and then take it for the Instagram and take a picture and say Italiano authentico, <laughs> and you're eating the chef boy, and then it's just delightful. I think any Canadian hockey hockey player put eating syrup. Uh, poutine. Oh, there we go. Cup, or yeah. any Canadian hockey player drinking Molson from there the Stanley go. Cup. Both make sense. Uh, Joe DiMaggio using his MVP award as a pizza stone. Oh, that'd be good. Hideo yeah. Nomo using his Rookie of the Year award to stole his Hello Kitty magnet collection. Uh, starting to get a little iffy. Oh, this last one's not going to work. Then. Oh, no. Sandy Koufax using his Cy Young as a lever to the vault where he stores all his gold. Oh, yeah, that don't work. Okay, that, that one doesn't work. work. Sebastian Janikowski, a Polish native, using his Lou Groza award for something dumb in Polish. Right, to make the, he <laughs> melt it down to make the screen door that, of course, you're going to put on a submarine. News, news, news on the Sports, Sports, Sports podcast with Jordan, Joel, and Phil, but not Joel this time. The ticker's broke. 
Yeah, it sounded yeah. terrible. News, it was, news, news. It was terrible. Man outruns bear. Impossible. Subheadline: You don't have to outrun the bear. You just have to outrun the person with you, unless you're by yourself. In which case, you have to outrun a bear. Right. That's true. It's pandemonium. Ah! <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Well, I undersold it a bit. It's not just a man, a professional runner from Kenya. So wait, this was a, a regulated thing? No, 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 no. Oh, okay. <laughs> I thought there was like, uh, now everybody gather around and see a man outrun a bear. Yeah, no, this is not, this is not a Conor McGregor Is he bit. going to have a grisly death or will he barely escape with his life? Dateline, Auburn, Maine. Marinda Marub was training on a nature trail in the woods near his home when he encountered two charging black bears. Charging at him or charging each other? Charging at him. Ugh. When he saw the bears early Wednesday morning, his instincts kicked in, and he did what he does best. Ran. Hilarious impressions of coworkers. Oh, there we go. He's <laughs> like, this is my boss. God. Don't you hate how Linda's always talking about yo play like it's her boyfriend? Yeah, guess what happened on Real Housewives? Uh, I'm kidding. He ran. He's a professional runner. Sure, he ran so far away. He ran. Gotta get away. <laughs> he told uh, the local newspaper, The Sun Journal, that the bears were 20 yards... 18 meters sure. away from him and a vacant house was 20 yards away in the opposite direction Ooh, presumably haunted so do you run at the bear or away from the bear they're so both 20 yards away he made a run for the house that's smarter i agree with that with the bears closing to within 10 yards nine meters oh okay. by the time he found safety on the house's screened porch so the bears can't get through a screen the bears stopped not realizing they could have easily crashed through the flimsy porch screens. Right. They sniffed around for a while be- before wandering away. Huh. I think they just didn't realize. Like They just thought, oh, no, he's they in a structure They thought it was a solid now. thing, yeah. Yeah. Uh, my dog is uh, poor, has poor eyesight, and we have to make sure that we don't just have screens closed because he'll run right through the screen. Oh, geez. He can't see screens. Could he, can he, does he barrel through when he goes through? Yeah, and the studio, studio, studio screen is ruined because one time I was in here editing a podcast and I had the screen closed and the door open and he saw me and ran right for me and just like straight up Scooby-Doo style ran through the door, left a little dog uh, imprint and then he kind of for one second was just like, huh, what happened? And then he just went about his day. And then he just forgot about that. Yeah, he forgot it happened. <sighs> Man, it'd be great to be a dog. Right? Just let everything just like go right off your back. Yeah, not even think about death. No fear. <laughs> um, now, people are advised. Now, there was an official that was quoted in this article. Mm. To, if you encounter black bears, make yourself appear big, make right. noise, and back away slowly. Okay. But if a black bear charges, they recommend you stand your ground. And if a bear fights, then fight back. Uh, okay. Marube said, that's easier said than done. Sure. <laughs> Which, when you well, did you? There was a, a study shown where, despite how many times you've seen the airplane training video, if shit really goes down on an airplane, like ninety five percent of people are going to screw it up, just fucking panic. Yeah, and I think it's the same way with this. Is like a bear starts running at you, even if you're supposed to make loud noises and make yourself look big, you're gonna run. I'm not gonna think of that. I'm gonna run. No. Yeah. I, I'm gonna start punching people. I'm not gonna look for the inflatable thing under my seat. Right. I'm just gonna go. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Try to knock them out and then use them as padding around you. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think his thoughts uh, in order uh, when he saw the bear were, ah! That would be thought number one, yeah. Thought number two was, <gasps> Right. Like, uh. Number three, I can barely believe my eyes. Sure. Followed by a, huh. 
Acceptance. Yeah, yeah that's the fourth stage, right? <laughs> no, 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 the last one was run, fuck, run, oh, there fast, we go. fuck. That's the fifth stage is panic. <laughs> yeah, that's right. The five stages of grief. The fifth stage is panic. Sure. Because it's coming for you. See, all five stages of for anything for me is panic. <laughs> uh, he said he knew that black bears can climb trees, so he couldn't climb to safety. He mm. said he considered jumping in a nearby lake, but he can't swim. Oh, yeah, that's Which tough. Which means he might be a professional runner, but he ain't no triathlete. Right, but he might also be a redneck. <laughs> what? <laughs> you well, got chased by a bear, but you can't swim. <laughs> he might be you a redneck. He might be a redneck. He said he initially engaged in a stare down with the bears, but the bears charged him the moment he turned his back on them. Yeah, that makes sense. Because bears are like that, man. Right, yeah. They're not going to let you get away your food. You're a meaty morsel McNugget. He's a he's a student at University of Maine at Farmington who finished third in the 2012 Maine Marathon and won the 2013 Half Marathon. Da dang. Uh, he's a, he once encountered a leopard perched in a tree while alone in Africa, but said the bears were scarier. Sure. I think it's because there's two. I think that, well, both could kill you, but I think I'd be more freaked out by the bears because of their size. Because of the mass? Yeah. 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 A leopard, I feel like even if it jumped on me, I'd have a little bit of a chance to like throw it off me because it's well, lighter know. than if a bear gets on you, you're screwed. Yeah, that's true. It's it's light I think that's it. It's like we view bears as basically the nuclear option. Right. And it's like le- leopards, like, I don't know, maybe survive. Yeah, maybe. totally. If you properly guard your face with your forearms, <laughs> that's how it works, right? Uh, Marube said he learned an important lesson from his close encounter with Maine's wildlife or just a really fatalistic one. Quote, just make peace with people. You never know when your day comes. That's not the lesson you take from that. It's <laughs> no, the right? lesson you take from this is fuck bears. <laughs> Joining us now on the podcast is Dusty Brightburn. Hey, Jordan, it's a pleasure to be back. It's great it's to have you back, Dusty. Hey, where's Joel? Joel isn't here. He's on vacation with his family. Ah, uh, too good for the podcast now. Oh no, he's no tr- No, he is definitely. He not ain't too good. too good for anybody. That's correct. That's a fact. Not too good for the podcast. Yeah. Uh, but you're you're on because you, well, we've had you on before. You produced the Super Bowl Shuffle. I produced the Super Bowl Shuffle. I produced the Sports Illustrated Swimsuit Edition, the TV show, and now I decided to get into live producing. Live producer, are we talking Hamilton? Are we talking no, uh, not Evan not Hansen, the stage or, stuff? Okay. I've been producing the giveaways for our very own Chicago Cubs at the Wrigley Field. Oh, the giveaways are well, the giveaways are huge. That's one of the best parts of a baseball game. I don't know you if get you a good s- giveaway. You saw my recent work where we were giving away a bobblehead. Uh, it was a World Series bobblehead. People were tearing at each other. They were gnashing the teeth oh, and pulling yeah. the skin. Oh, it was terrifying. It was, it like was walking terrifying. Dead. People really wanted it because it, la- it would commemorate the last out of the World Series. Oh, yeah. But and- for a showman like me, yeah. you, you want to see that. Yeah. People are tearing their way into getting Super Bowl shuffle records or Sports Illustrated Swimsuit Edition TV shows. Right, but you know you, you, see- know you succeeded. But sometimes you see those that footage on like Black Friday of people like storming in and people being trampled. And that's what oh, I worry yes. about, Dusty. You know, it makes for great television. And at the end of the day... What I'm trying to do is just make great experiences that make people go, that's different. Right. Well, the Cubs this year, honestly, record-wise, a bit of a disappointment. They're not in first place. They, we, everyone last year was saying this is the beginnings of a dynasty. This, this year, if the season ended today, I'm not sure if they'd make the playoffs. And so these giveaways, I think, have even extra importance because you want to get butts in seats. Yeah, you want to keep people excited. And uh, the bobblehead was just the tip of the iceberg. 
Yeah? You and got, I've what, got what? so many more that's going to get people to literally try to kill each other <laughs> to get their hands. Well, I hope that doesn't happen. But what, what types of experiences or giveaways are you producing at the Cubs game? Oh, as you know, up? I've lived in Chicago my whole life. So I know the heart of Chicagans. Yeah? I know what they really want. And for our next giveaway, what we're going to be giving away is really plump bratwursts. Really plump bratwurst. Red, the bratwursts are going to be plump and juicy. They're going to be in a bratwurst bun, which is bigger than a hot dog bun. It has to be, structurally. But smaller than, a, I guess, a foot-long hot dog bun, but plumpier. And uh, it's going to be so filled with mustard, you're going to get it all over your shirt, which is a good thing in Chicago. To get mustard on your shirt? Yeah, well, so much mustard, you could get it on your shirt. you got to kind of oh. tip over it so it splatters on the ground. And then someone might drip it on someone's shoes, and they'll go, Ah, you dripped in my shoe, asshole! I'm just kidding. <laughs> now, I don't want to criticize your ideas, Dusty, because clearly you're uh, very People are going to punch each other in the face for these plump, juicy bratwursts. No, and I'm sure they will. But are you a little concerned because plump, juicy bratwurst is something they sell at Wrigley Field? Are you worried about giving it for free if fans maybe won't then purchase they it? They sell bobbleheads, too. That's true. They do. That's true. That's part of it. They'll get the bratwurst, they'll put their mouth on it, and they'll enjoy it, and then they'll go, yeah, maybe I'll buy three more of these. Are they gonna you know, able- Chicagoans, they aren't, they aren't small people. That's true. That's I true. myself am not a small man. No, I would describe you as Chicago fit. I'm Chicago fit, yeah. In Chicago, I'm a Chicago 10. I'm an LA 2. Whoa. Hey. So, okay, so you got the plump, juicy bratwurst. Uh, the bratwurst that you're giving away, are they going to be plumper and juicier than the ones being sold? That's they better be because I'm a showman. I only get time there. They're going to be next level. Okay. Yeah. All right, what, what, else do, what else do you have for us after bratwurst? I mean, that's, that's exciting, but that's also something we can get in the ballpark every day. That's true. That's why it's just uh, it's definitely not the World Series right. thing I'm going to give away. It's one of the starter ones, right? Yeah. Yeah, so what the, the, another one I'm going to do, I'm going to do uh, baseball jerseys that say Chris Farley on them. Wow. Yep, the great uh, Second City's own Chris Farley right. on a Cubs jersey. Oh, people are going to be excited for that because they're going to be like, I love the Cubs. Oh. But you know what? You can buy things with Cubs names on them. You can all the time. No, but Chris Farley? Did he ever play for the Cubs? I doubt it. No, no, he did not. No way. He was just an actor. That's why it's so rare. Oh, two things Chicago people love, and they and they love Chris Farley. Oh, they're gonna that that is one that's gonna get people tearing at each other. Oh yeah, to they're gonna tear jerseys. each other's faces off for this. How big are the are the jerseys gonna be? XXXXL? Or are they gonna be just uh, one size? No, they're gonna be Chicago larges. Okay, all right. Yep, gotcha. So- I don't know what that is in. Uh, it's kind of like the metric system. Nobody knows what it is until they try it on. What's yeah. a meter? I don't know. Just walk it. <laughs> very true, Dusty. Very true. You're very experiential. Yes, I am. I'm exper- I'm a showman. You are. Yeah. Okay. So okay. Speaking so- of showmen, what do people in Chicago love more than the historic Steppenwolf Theater? Uh, very little. Very little. That's why everybody who goes to one of the Cubs games. Is going to get front row tickets to the Russian ballet when they come through the Steppenwolf Theater. Well, th- front row tickets. I mean, that, that sounds great. Russian ballet. Right, and that's one of the most famous ballet companies in the world. But I just, I worry that there's not a lot of overlap. You know, that's the, okay. The yes. Cubs fans and the, the Russian ballet. Oh, fans. everybody, as soon as they see this Russian ballet, they're going to be believers. 
Chicago people, you know, they love to sit in seats and watch things. That's true, especially in the winter. Whether it's baseball or the Super Bowl shuffle or movies or the Russian ballet, they watch Chicago whatever. love to sit in things and watch things, They right? like to sit in things and they like to watch okay. things. Those are the two things they like to do. And you, you might be asking, how are you going to fit a whole stadium of people in the front row? Yeah, how are you going to fit a whole stadium first of people in the First come, first serve. So the tickets are given out to the ballet. You can get up to the front row, but if you want that, you're going to have to show up early. You're going to have to show up early, or you know what? You might have to try again next year. These people are going to be maybe trying for 10 or 11 years to get their front row tickets cashed in. I think they might just be going outside the Steppenwolf Theater really early, firing up the grill and kind of tailgating. Oh, doing a little tailgate. That's true. They might be tailgating. Wait, making some of that plump, juicy broccoli. Oh, yeah. Have some Russian food. I don't know what that is. Uh, Russian dressing. Yeah, there you go. Russian dressing. Russian. They'll play Russian roulette and eat their Russian dressing. (laughs) That'll be fun for them. All right. But aside from another cultural experience... Is there any? Is there any other like uh, I don't know? Maybe a little bit closer to baseball. Oh, what about an experiential experience? Well, that's the best kind. Oh yeah, everybody gets one at bat in the Cubs game. What? Uh, one at bat, Dusty. Yeah, Dusty. It's gonna be incredible. Imagine everybody who's in that stadium has always dreamed of taking a fastball pitch, knocking it out of the park. Well, of Most course. of them won't because no. baseball is a difficult game. <laughs> Yes, but they can try. Maybe one of them will catch it. So all uh, Wrigley Field seats, uh, 40,000 people. Okay? That's, a, that's about right, yeah. Okay. Every one of them will get one at bat. One at bat. As a Chicago Cub. As a Chicago, they'll get to suit up. They'll get to go in the locker room. Afterwards, they'll get to ice their arm or heat their arm. I don't know their preference. And they just get one at bat. They get one at bat. Do you worry that this might have a negative effect on the game? Oh, they're not going to make it to the World Series this year anyways. <laughs> I mean, have you watched how they've been playing? Oh, they're not, it's, they're they not could, great. But they could still get hot, Dusty. I just worry that this is tanking the season. Yeah, but can you imagine how many people are going to show up to this game? <laughs> they're not going to care. People are going to fight and kill themselves they'll fight, to get they'll in this be, game. They will be, they'll be the apocalypse. They'll be fighting so hard. I think I imagine I imagine several of them will be in their Chris Farley jerseys when they take their at bat. Oh yeah, that'll be very confusing for the announcers. Coming up next to bat, another Chris Farley. Oh, Dusty, have you, you, you have do you have anything else for us? There's going to be one more. It's okay, be very yeah? special. You know, there's a lot of Cubs players that have passed over the years. Yes, it's been many that have died. Yeah, correct. You get a little vial of ashes of one former Cubs player. A vial of ashes. You might get a good Cubs player. You might get a bad Cubs player. You know, it's randomized. Right. So this Can is- you imagine if you got a really good one, though? Oh, man. Ernie Banks would just be great. Yeah. It'd be incredible. Someone's going to get it. Oh, Mr. Cub. I would love that. Yeah. Oh, man. You could get oh, all the best Cubs. You could. Or you you might get someone else. You might yeah. get, So you could get someone who just like kind of like a nobody. Yeah, you might like have to Google them and be like, ah, oh, they played in the 1912 Cubs for half a season, and then they injured their elbow. That's a bummer. But they'll be fighting each other for the good ones. How did you get in touch with the families to allow you to do this? Oh, I just got myself a shovel. You can do a lot with a shovel these days. Thank you for joining us today, Dusty. I hey, really appreciate anytime. it. I'm a showman. And now it's time for another wide world of weird sports. 
Wide World of Weird Sports. What is weird this week? This week's Wide World of Weird Sports, the 10 Strangest Athlete Endorsements, Part 2. Oh, man. Five through one? Yeah, me and Joel went through 10 through six last week. Now we get five through one. Uh, I'm not going to go through 10 through six, but you should listen to the last podcast. Catch up. So number five, Joe Namath for Beauty Mist Pantyhose. So Beauty Mist is a just a pantyhose brand? Well, this probably came before 99.9999% of Complex's readership was born. But it is so surreal that the Jets Hall of Famer quarterback actually went through with this back in the 70s that it had to be included. Uh, as l- with last time, you got to go to the article on Complex.com to actually view it. But it's Joe Namath kind of in his sexy pose laying down. And talking about how great pantyhose are. Is he wearing pantyhose in it? No. Is he holding the product? He's dressed as a football player talking about the greatness of pantyhose. Okay. I think it's because ladies <laughs> thought he was good looking. And if he's like, get these pantyhose, I find it sexy. They're I like, like a girl wear pantyhose. I, li- I sure do like it. Yep. Uh, number four, Charles Barkley for Weight Watchers. I don't know. I, I'm, I don't. I'm going to go ahead and say I don't think this is that odd, strange, or weird. If you watch the ad, it is. Why? So he wasn't called the round mound of rebound for nothing during his playing days, but Barkley's waistline has uh, been a frequent punchline while on duty with Inside the NBA. In an attempt to prove that Weight Watchers was for men, the company had Charles Barkley dressed like a woman. A very ugly woman. Props to Barkley for squeezing into that little black dress. Uh, If you see the actual thing, he's wearing the eyeliner. He's wearing a wig. He's in a dress with his chest hair popping out. And he's talking about the greatness of Weight Watchers. Huh. Okay. Yeah. I remember Dan Marino did one around the same time. Yeah. I have a feeling Dan Marino was dressed. Oh, he was dressed normal. And he was just saying, and they give you real meals, like sometimes steak. Right. Yeah. They figured, like, oh, this doesn't work. Let's put Charles Barkley a drag. Uh, number three, Steph Curry for Britta. The face for of the Warriors and Under Armour is also the face of Britta Water Filters and would like to remind you that you are what you drink. One of the lamest examples of copywriting we've heard in a long time. Goof. The two-time reigning NBA MVP signed a three-year deal with the water filtration company in 2015 and put out the above campaign that is the most uninspiring commercial for water you'll ever see. I don't know about that. I've seen it's some... for water. Water's pretty uninspiring. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. I just feel like, I don't know, I kind of like the move for Britta to be like, in 2015, by the way, this is two years ago, so Steph Curry still rising as a star. He was sure. huge then, but he's huger now. Yeah. Saying... You know what? Water is not that exciting, but Steph Curry is. Right. If you're going to try to make water exciting, that's the way to do it. Yeah. The problem is, if you're trying to make yourself more exciting, you probably don't want to plug water. That's true. Yeah. Uh, your mom's water filter is not really a product you'd expect an NBA superstar to endorse. Curry can do better. Oh, if you don't remember, the writer of this article is super full of himself. Very snarky. I would never take the money. <laughs> Yeah, you would, dude. Uh, number two, Russell Westbrook for Kings and Jacks boxer briefs. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, Michael Jordan recently compared his on-court demeanor to Westbrook's. 
high praise from the GOAT, but off the court, it's a very different story. Jordan's known for endorsing sneakers, sports drinks, and t-shirts. Westbrook chose the boxer briefs route when he started working with Kings and Jacks in 2013. He's done several photo shoots for the products, making him one of the best-known underwear models since Cosmo Kramer. Remember that that episode? Yeah, no, I remember that, complex writer. Yeah, right. And number one... This is the strangest sports endorsement. Yep. Of the 10 strangest athlete endorsements, this is number one. Michael Jordan for AMF Bowling. I don't remember this. Nor do I. Uh, Jordan has been involved in more iconic commercials than any athlete in modern American history. But this 1998 AMF Bowling commercial is probably the least iconic ad he's ever done. The commercial shows incredibly 90s-looking kids... Showing Jordan how to bowl. Yeah. Trying to make kids like, yeah, bowling's a kid's sport, old man. Weird, right? Were the kids smoking too? Yeah. Hey, you lame-o. Here, hold my sick, Jordan. Right. I don't want to. Uh, His airness picks up the bowling ball like it's a basketball. Oh, he wouldn't do that. No way. No way. And he's politely reminded by some kid not to stick his hand in the bowling machine. Yeah, that's weird. Uh, His acting skills that led to his Oscar snub in Space Jam were on full display in this spot. This writer is so full of himself. Too much snark. That's uh, that's an 11. Yeah. Uh, But get this. Then the writer goes on to say, In hindsight, this is a very underrated commercial. Its combination of bad acting and 90s-ness makes it fun to look back on. I'm glad that 90s-ness is now in our vocabulary. Yep. Just a reminder, in case you ever see anything by this writer again, his name is Chris Gain. Okay. Yeah. So this, But not Chris Gaines, Garth Brooks' alter ego. No, and we made that joke last week that it's not Garth Brooks' alter ego, it's Garth Brook alter ego. Okay. All right. And that brings it into another wide world of weird sports. Citizens of Podcast Town, thank you for listening. And this brings to a close another sports sports podcast. Before we go, we're going to bring back our guest, Dusty Breitberg, to give you our contact information. Hey, I'm back. Dusty, you're back. Hey, you can find us on all of our episodes on SoundCloud by going to soundcloud.com slash sports number three podcast. That's soundcloud.com slash sports the number three podcast. Hey, uh, lots of good people producing good work there. So make sure to check out, uh, make sure to write to the producers and tell them they're doing a good job. They're often out That's very self-serving, you Dusty. Yeah, not, I didn't do all of them. Okay. I don't do SoundCloud. Right, no, it just feels like you're really... You can go to Twitter by going to twitter.com slash sports number three podcast. That's twitter.com slash sports number three podcast. While you're there, write something funny, write something scary, write something smart. Just be entertaining. That's all we ask. That's true. That's a good, that's a good lesson for everyone. Yeah, Dusty. or you can find our profile on the Facebooks by going to facebook.com slash sports number three podcast. Be sharing funny things and more podcasts. If you share it, then you'll know when the podcast goes live. Then you'll know you'll be there right from day one, which is important for opening box offices. Oh, that, that's true, Dusty. Thank you. Thank you very much. Hey, Joel. Joel. Jeez. The worst. Lights off.
You have received this transmission from the Comedy Podcast Network. For more shows, visit comedypodcastnetwork.com.